1: I heard a stat the other day that 80% of the thoughts that most of us have are negative. If daily life were a test on how down on ourselves and our actions we could be, we'd basically all be A students. Flipping the script is hard, unnatural, but key to making it happen is finding something that can, incrementally, increase your belief in your ability to improve, to build, and do that which you once didn't deem possible. My guest today urges anyone listening who is going through it right now to take the time to work out what that fortifying, confidence-building thing is for them. So, as you listen to her story, I'd love for you to reflect on what your thing might be. Hello, my name is Roisin Dervish-O'Kane and you are listening to Going for Gold, the women's health podcast. I am so chuffed that we are back for a new series, powered by Nike, The home's in on running. You can expect plenty of expert advice on improving your own running practice, whatever your level, alongside real stories from extraordinary women, some who you'll recognise, some maybe not, as they open up about the crucial role that running plays in their lives. Because, as you'll discover, there is so much more to running than putting one foot in front of the other. My guest today is broadcaster, philanthropist and former Women's Health cover star Katie Piper. After suffering horrific injuries back in 2008 and undergoing multiple surgeries, running helped Katie develop a sense of strength in her body and herself. But now, all these years on, running isn't a survival tool for Katie's mental health. It's something that helps her feel at her absolute best and really thrive in the many roles she plays, personally and professionally. In today's episode, she discusses the magic of her morning runs, why she has let's say, mixed feelings about running with her husband and why anyone looking to take up running to support their mental health should approach their journey with a balance of self-compassion and accountability. Katie has so much wisdom to share and I hope you enjoy listening to her. Katie Piper, hello. Hi, (laughs) lovely to see you. And you, welcome to the Women's Health Podcast, Going for Gold. Thank you, very happy to be here. We are chuffed to have you. Um... You have been absolutely nailing it of late. Your own breakfast show.
0: What a moment. Yeah. Do you know what? It was such a bucket list moment. Um, And, you know, I've been working with ITV for the past year or so. And I really wanted to do something in this sort of breakfast telly. I mean, I made a bit of a joke about actually 8.30 on a Sunday morning is a lion for me (laughs) because I'm normally (laughs) like a 5.30 star. Um, And it's just been so nice, like waking up with everyone on a Sunday, uh, connecting with the audience. And it's quite a fun format. We have, um, I think we have six guests all together, yeah. So we'll have like two celebrity guests, we'll have a podcast expert, we'll have uh, somebody who will come and teach us something in a crafting corner. So it's been really nice to have that mixture of people all together and have a bit of fun as well.
1: Yeah, it's a gorgeous flow and really lovely vibe for, um, for Sunday morning. So obviously alongside your broadcasting, your charity work, never mind, Raising Two Girls... You managed to fit in a lot of running (laughs) yeah Yeah. how do you do it how do you get it done
0: well it's a good question because I suppose because of all other commitments I don't think you can sort of say right I go on these days this amount of time every week Mm. because plans change and circumstances change so I think it's about being really gentle about the structure and saying some weeks I fit in more than others and that's okay some weeks I skip the whole thing because the week's gone too busy and it's consumed me so it's kind of being gentle about that because if I think back to my 20s when I didn't have kids and I was single I literally marked out right Mondays I go to body pump Tuesdays I go <laughs> swimming and I, and I look back now and I'm like oh my god it was such a free life and I think as you sort of get older and maybe your career changes or your private life changes uh, so does that commitment of exercise and I think exercise does so many different things in your life and one thing it shouldn't do is punish you and it shouldn't make mm. you feel bad for when you can't fit it in because it's always going to be there. You know, there's so much exercise is free, and it's always going to be accessible. So don't sort of demonise it and say, you know, you've missed it. And that's the end of the world.
1: Yep. So again, kind of get it done when you can, alongside all those other blocks of things filling up your diary. Yeah.
0: And I suppose it's like you don't serve the exercise, it serves you, you know, and it will fit in around your
1: routine. And I think then that makes it less of a punishment as well. Absolutely. And you are a Big fan of kind of complementing and mixing together different forms of fitness. Yeah. Uh, so you love to strength train and you love to run. What is it about this combination that, that you really love? probably reflective of how bored i get easily things um yeah
0: i mean i love running because i think it can be so varied so it can be a thing where you're like i just need some space and you can go running and you can get that downtime you can get that space this might sound weird for some people but for me it can almost be a form of meditation and i know most people for you know they don't find stillness in movement but i i really do especially when i get in the flow and then running can also be super sociable you know so sociable with old friends, sociable to meet new friends in running clubs. So I love that as my cardio. Um, but then the gym is a massive part of my life. So either going to a gym and doing free weights and weight machines or actually just at home, you know, on Zoom with the trainer or a couple of weights in the lounge while I'm watching telly. And I love the psychology of weights. I love to feel strong um, and I love to feel empowered and able. I love to see the results. I love to see a little little muscle growing like a pea in a pod in my arm. Super satisfying. Um, yeah, very satisfying. And also just knowing how important it is as women. Like you know, for me, I'm 38. It is really important to strength train as you get older. And that misconception of it doesn't do what cardio does. You know, my heart pounds when I do weightlifting just like it does for a run. So much confidence and empowerment can come through exercise that can uh, you can apply to your career, to your personal life. Of if you break boundaries and sort of goals in exercise, it encourages you to maybe be a bit more assertive at work or to break a a new goal in your career because if you can do it there, you can definitely do it here and it all starts to merge together.
1: Absolutely. It just reinforces it all. You're right, yeah. Totally. Katie, can you tell me about the, the moment when you really started to fall in love with running?
0: My relationship with running was like slow starting and I think like a lot of beginners I was pretty unsure if I was ever going to be one of those people that owns like a bum bag and a sweatband and like I was definitely never going to run with other people in any kind of competitive way um and it was like a bit of an embarrassing run I was sort of walk run walk run and like oh no there's someone there stop 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 who am I to run and yeah I was like a just a super a super awkward runner and then I think without knowing it one day you're just running and you're not um so self-aware about what other people think it's irrelevant you're in the flow in the zone and it suddenly comes to you like oh I'm doing it I'm doing the thing that I used to sit on the sideline and watch other people do and swear that I oh I'm just not a running person and I think that moment in itself is quite liberating and you can apply that to other things in your life of one day you just become the person you always wanted to be and it's not like um A light switch moment, it sort of gradually happens and that teaches you to be a little bit more patient with things and a little
1: bit more tolerant and and softer, I think. Um, And something that I wanted to ask you about is I think people can often forget that you are partially sighted. Right, Okay. Um, As someone that loves to run and loves to run outside, are there certain things that you have to think about that (laughs) other other people wouldn't and what are they? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I laugh
0: about it, but I suppose it's not funny, but I've run into lampposts and like if you sort of do a bit of rural running, tree roots and stuff like that. So I suppose um, if you've got any kind of uh, disability or... Think that is going to uh, maybe make things a little bit more complicated or compromise anything I would say research your routes you know go on trusted routes don't sort of go off grid and start running random places use apps maybe if you're unsure of a, a route run with a friend festival um, sometimes I'll go on a walk first and check it out and then I'd be like right this is going to be a good route for me I'm going to run this you know in the winter make sure you've got all your headlights and your torches tell somebody where you're going so it, it sounds a bit boring but I think you do need to be practical and research it in that way.
1: That makes total sense. Just a little bit more troubleshooting. Yeah, and you know, actually, as
0: women, we've got to be really aware of when we're running. Are we doing it with somebody? Have we told someone where we're going? You know, it's really important that whilst you're looking after your health, you put your safety
1: at the forefront too. Absolutely, um, and of course, everyone would like to feel totally free and safe to just run out and do whatever. But sadly. We don't live in that world <laughs> we do yeah. we do not live in that we do not yeah. live in that world um so can you talk to me about you are such a big mental health advocate, and the relationship between mental health and fitness and, and running in particular, I think is super interesting and very nuanced, so everyone's experience is different, and I think so many people end up coming to running as a way to find support and to get through kind of hard to get through hard times um and I know that we've spoken previously about how running has been there for you in some of your your lowest and your and your loneliest moments and could you tell me about what some of those early runs that you did while recovering from your initial surgeries what did they do for you and what did they give to you I suppose that
0: what running can do is it can help you find out more about yourself and get to know yourself better and in a sense of identity of who am I and what do I want from life? What am I capable of? And that is like a, a very big question, you know, and and it's very deep. Some people search all their life to find answers to those kind of questions. And I think if you start by running, whether it's 2K, 3K, whatever it is, at the very Beginning of that journey, you exceed your own expectations and you move the goalposts and who you are and what you're capable of and what you want probably changes on every run and I think that's quite exciting because then you start to say oh well actually what I am is is greater than I thought I'm more capable than I thought and um, and what I am isn't fixed and what I am isn't determined by other people and outside influence or outside noises and you start to realize the power within and how it's not something you need to buy or it's not someone else you need to meet like it's such a solo thing which you know is a bit of a solo hobby sometimes times and, and I think it really helps you have that deeper sense of belief that the answer always lies within and that is quite a powerful place to be in life where you don't need to be sold something or you don't need to meet someone and get a new friend or a new boyfriend. Everything you
1: need is there and you start to learn how to tap into it. Yeah that intrinsic sort of strength and the will to the will to move forward and that must be That must be hugely important and that must serve, I mean, that's clearly served you incredibly well with your your strength and your career and the amount that you're able to, um, the amount that you're able to inspire people.
0: Yeah, I think we could all identify with telling ourselves what we are not you know we'll always say like oh people if they look back at PE at school they would be like oh I was never a runner or I was never sporty I was never good at that and we always like put those limitations and labels on ourselves and you know what maybe you didn't enjoy PE at school and maybe that was just the teacher or maybe that was just because other stuff was happening in your life at that time or you know maybe you were not introduced to the right aspects of sport But that doesn't mean forevermore you are not that person you know no one can put that label on you but yourself so it's quite liberal. Liberating to know that you know you can apply or remove these labels at any time in, in your
1: adult life that's so cool isn't it for especially if someone's feeling a bit I don't know alienated from their body or maybe not very confident or you know we hear about gym intimidation quite a lot don't we and I guess with running that's one thing that um, you can go out and you can do people aren't watching mm. there's not a performance element can you tell me about do you have any runs that kind of stick in your mind of ones where you felt like you were really gaining some some strength from that individual run
0: yeah I think um like, I think you're absolutely right about we can all experience that disconnect and it can help us sort of reconnect with ourselves. I sort of like running for a purpose. So I'll do my sort of loop runs where it's a bit sort of relaxing and I'm just trying to get out of the house. But my purposeful runs will be more like in the city. So it will be like I've got my clothes in my backpack and I've got like a running backpack where it all does up around my waist and I look a bit like a geography teacher on a hike. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's not, it's not about how it looks, doesn't matter. Um, and I'll sort of run from job to job, from meeting to meeting, um, or I'll run to a friend's house. And I kind of love that sense of like, "Oh, in the past, this was the tube or a bus, or maybe I would have taken a taxi. And so I've saved a bit of money, reduced my carbon footprint. And I've got my sort of 5, 6k in and it hasn't eaten into my diary. So if it, as a mum, you know, that's kind of important for me too. like, time is a really valuable currency for me. So that I love that sense of achievement. And just maybe it's a female thing. I'm like the ultimate multitasker. I like that. That. it's quite satisfying
1: i bet i bet and is that quite useful i imagine going from because you spend a lot of your time doing what you're doing here talking yeah and bringing true. your thoughts and opinions on podcasts tv everything is that kind of processing time
0: as yeah well? i think that's a really good point it's time to like um download the information and sort of you know be a bit Quiet And and maybe think about the next step and just sort of process everything that's happened that day. And also a bit of gratitude, because I think I know I'm really guilty for this, you can get too swept up in being busy. And wrongly it becomes a bit of a sort of like rosette that people wear online I'm so busy and it's like well no that's not always great because you do need to stop and reflect and be like that was a, a good day that was a bad meeting that was a, an achievement because if you don't reflect on anything you're not really living in the present tense you're just like rushing through everything mm. um, and you don't really get much sense of satisfaction either everything just becomes a sort of job and a, another sort of thing to fulfill so running is the act is quite fast, but it can help you slow down at the
1: same time. That's such a good point. The yeah, the like duality of it. Because yeah, you're so right. If you don't have a chance to download Decompress. the information yeah. and and analyse it, you probably won't do a better job or you probably won't be more satisfied in yeah. the, in the next place. So right. Interesting. Um, I love this question (laughs) and I've asked so many people in this series, but could you tell me about one of the last great runs that you've done? One that you did that made that you felt like, yes, this was a good one paint the scene for me where were you what were the sights sounds smells
0: it was probably with my friend um, and we liked it. she's got kids as well we did it early um, so we go out of our little head torch because it's not quite like daylight you know it's sort of a bit dusky and we sort of start uh, catching up a little bit we have some like comfortable silences as well um, and you don't really you're sort of running and then you start to become aware of your surroundings so the bird songs are starting to happen the road was previously empty now you're seeing delivery men that are up and about, Um, you're sort of seeing the clouds and the sun is rising and changing and it's sort of like a secret part of the day, it's like a little club you know you'll get some people that work shifts that are up, you get some other runners you might say hi to but the whole world's not quite up yet and it sort of feels like oh I've, I've sort of lengthened my day today, I've sneaked in an extra bit and then when you get home because we sort of go on a loop, you get back to where you started but it all looks completely different you know, now Now the traffic's buzzing, now it's really bright, you realise your torch is still lit, you just turn it off now and then I sort of go back into the house and my house is just gently waking up and I think oh I've done my little me time already and now I can go and sort of give myself to everyone else and it it feels quite good. I love that and what, what time is that? Depends, really. It can be as early as sort of 5.45, 5.30, or as late as 6.30. Yeah, oh gosh,
1: as late as 6.30. <laughs> Is that not late? <laughs> there's no, me, no, there's okay. me in bed, like, sneezing my alarm. <laughs> Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you
0: Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and
1: use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That is such a beautiful scene that you've painted. And I know what you mean when you, um, the times when I do actually manage to get up early. It's that, yeah, that sense that you've snatched a bit of golden time and you've got your own dawn before whatever the day is going to throw at you yeah it's not and then I
0: think I'm sure lots of people relate to this ironically the earlier you get up and start your exercise the more productive and energized you are that day like you know I am a total normal person who does hit snooze who does sleep in who does miss the train sometimes as well and those are always catastrophic days where I'm more tired and I'm more sluggish and it just has a bit of a domino effect so I always know it's a false sense of security hitting snooze because it doesn't bide me any time at all just lying to myself
1: I imagine that sense as well where you obviously can't control everything that happens in your day you never know what's going to boot off what's going to not go to plan what's not going to not turn up but if you know that you've carved out that time in the morning done that's something that you can feel proud of yourself for. yeah and that has a knock-on effect for your mood
0: because for some reason you're just a bit more patient you're more tolerant maybe it's the smugness of fitting the run in but, but whatever it is I think your whole approach to that day is a little bit more can do mm. rather than a bit sort of cross because you're, you're a bit disappointed with yourself maybe or you just you know felt a bit sort of rushed in the morning like no one likes rushing you know I hate that rushed feeling of not being able to pick your outfit not being able to to answer all your emails and catching up on the loo and stuff like that. It's not. It's not good. No,
1: and I guess because you've almost gifted yourself some time. Yeah, I imagine that's almost that sense of, you know, you've gifted yourself some time. So maybe then it's easier to give a bit more of yourself to others. I
0: think that's right. Actually, yeah. It's there's no sort of resentment of oh well I I can't do this I feel overstretched because you sort of feel like it's not that you've treated yourself but you've sort of prioritized that self care element of your day.
1: Yeah and properly shown up for yourself. That's true, yeah, you're right. Well, I'm going to have to invest in a head torch because (laughs) that sounds... I I I live very near a very beautiful park and actually I did um, not runs, but I did early morning walks for the whole of January. That's really good. And that was my kind of... I mean, it lasted for the whole of January and then kind of petered off, but it was the way to make January less grim. Yeah. And there was something so rewarding about being up and out and getting the views it's really
0: valuable just don't go alone I don't think if it's dark you know go with someone else or, yes yeah absolutely
1: yeah. very important thing to uh, remind everyone listening of um and also on that point because you know we're, we're bigging up how amazing it is to go and like get you get your run in and how beneficial it is for for mental health but what would you say um what would you say to anyone listening who is really kind of going through it at the moment, either mentally, maybe they're dealing with some trauma, maybe there is just something really challenging in their life. They know they should be going out and doing exercise, but their mental health is in such a place that they don't feel able to do it. And they're kind of beating themselves up. What would you say to someone in that position?
0: Don't push through that. Don't try to ignore that and and be like, well, I shouldn't be feeling this. I should be exercising every day, cooking my own breakfast from scratch. Like, actually respond to that feeling and sort of submit to those emotions because all emotions are valid, not just the positive ones. And, you know, it's not surrendering, asking for help or letting people in to support you. And that could look like professional help. That could look like a friendship circle. Whatever it is, you know, those two things are super super important so once you've done that and acknowledged the emotion and, and you are supported I think perspective is also important that your greatest pain is always the current one so whatever you're going through now you might have had worse things in the past whether they're bereavements breakdowns changes in life but they're they've got hindsight now so you're like well I was able to deal with those they're okay and the greatest is, the the current one is always the greatest because it's happening Mm -hmm. and you don't believe that it will one day be a memory. You don't believe you'll get through this. You don't know how to get through it. But then when you do, with that great thing of hindsight, you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad actually. And then the next thing will happen in a few months or years or whatever and then it will be the greatest again and you'll really sort of emphasise how bad it is. So it's almost a comfort to know the greatest will always be the current and the current will one day be the past. But I think, you know, you can't ignore the science of how exercise or you know it doesn't have to be traditional exercise it can just be movement you know Mm. any kind of movement is directly relinked to the chemicals released in our brain you know our endorphins our dopamine and you know creating new habits new positive habits is never going to be a bad thing and it's not about comparison and being like well running well isn't that being part of like the London marathon isn't that part of being a group that has like times on their watch and they beat each other running looks different for so many people um so Start by saying, what do I want from this? You know, what's my goal? Don't sort of make comparisons and think what it looks like to
1: you from the outside because it's such a personal thing. And the motivation from what you feel like you should be doing is so limited, isn't it? It's never going to be as effective as being like, I have asked myself what I want and what I need and responding to that.
0: Be your own motivation because in these kind of scenarios, sometimes outside motivation is actually not helpful sometimes you can get so overwhelmed with what other people are doing that you do absolutely nothing at all like i don't know if you experience it on social media like if i scroll through and see people that have like Baked a fresh loaf of bread before 6 a.m. They've blow dried their hair, they've got an amazing outfit that's all beige with no stains on it. Like, instead of being inspired, I get so overwhelmed that I'm like, oh, it's so far away from what I am. I just lay there, like, looking at the ceiling in my wet towel after the shower. Might as well press so, news. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm almost less productive with that kind of comparison. So, I, I think use yourself as your own motivation, you know.
1: Mm. Absolutely. I love that. And speaking of motivation, I want to know how you get yourself out of the door on on days when your own motivation, as you were super honest about this, you still have low days, on days where you're not feeling great. How do you get yourself out the door? Is there a song? Is there a podcast? Is there a mantra? What helps? Um, It's a bit of like self-talk. So it's a bit of like, well
0: this is pretty crappy today um, and you're going to have more days like this because you're a normal person and it's it's kind of okay. Um, but I'm sure you can sort of make the best of this whatever that is and it's sort of telling yourself that even if you don't really believe it you know even if it's a bit kind of like you know talk the talk walk the walk kind mm-hmm. of concept and I know it's a cliche but people never regret getting going they never regret getting outdoors you know my preference um, for sort of movement is more connecting with nature so I would always choose to go for a run outside rather than like drive to the gym and go on a treadmill because there is something for me that is just a bit more powerful like sure in the winter we all have to do our cardio indoors if it's pitch black and stuff like that Um, but yeah I I think that's just something that is is really important for me
1: yeah absolutely Um, and what about accountability I know this is something that you are big on does your positive self-talk always do the business or do you need another extra layer of accountability
0: I mean, accountability is life. Accountability is key. Nothing is going to happen in your life without you making it happen. Nothing is going to be given to you. And if it is, there's always some kind of catch, you know, and there'll always be some kind of payback down the line. So anything I've ever wanted in my life uh, has been strategic. It hasn't sort of been by mistake or an accident or, or been handed to me. Um, which I'm grateful for, that's that's great that's really helped sort of like shape who I am, so I think you do have to keep setting, I I feel like even the most motivated person I'm sure Usain Bolt has to set accountability markers in place you know, so I think you have to set accountability and refresh it all the time, because sometimes accountability for some people is just leaving their trainers by the end of the bed and their kit laid out, and then after a few months that probably doesn't work anymore you know, and you have to keep upgrading and you have to to keep changing things some people like to go online in a community and put it out there hey guys this month i'm going to do a run every day and then they have to hold themselves to that because they've announced it there's there's so many different levels of accountability but i don't think you just find your one and it works for you i think you keep evolving and refreshing and you know then things become part of your natural habits and you're like oh i've bettered myself there now i need to push myself further and better myself a bit more mm.
1: What's one what's one kind of uh tactic that's working for you at the moment?
0: Um, I'm quite methodical, so I run all my life on a, like an electronic diary that's linked with other people I work with. So definitely putting stuff in the diary is really important to me because we diarise other stuff but barely, like, the self-care things. You might diarise meetings. First thing to slip. Yeah, and it's really bad, because are you not as important as a meeting? And I think lockdown taught us all that... We, are, we get so wrapped up in our work and, and sometimes our whole identity becomes who we are, what we do. We found out in lockdown, we spend most of our time with our colleagues, like not even our loved ones, you know, that's kind of sad in a way. And we spend most of our life working, our prime working. And I just think, well, no, I don't want that. Like obviously we have to earn money, we have to seek purpose through our, our jobs as well. But If I can diarise a run at 6am and put it in there and make it send me a little reminder and if I mark it as a non-movable thing, I'm just adding the same importance and commitment to it as I am my job and then I'm honouring it in the same way I do my job for my boss and who's the boss of me and my health myself you know so that's a good accountability exercise
1: top ceo no one above yeah you are the the body yeah (laughs) absolutely um and i know we've spoken previously about how you like to hit the gym sometimes with your husband does he ever get to come out running with you
0: um he's a very good runner actually and he's really tall so he's got a lot a wider stride than me so he could definitely outrun me and beat me and he's cardio fit as well so sometimes I enjoy going for a run with him sometimes I don't because he like runs off and leaves (laughs) me then I get really frustrated um but yeah it's a nice way to spend time together because sometimes sort of in the you know we've been together 10 years so in the sort of early stages of dating that can be all around eating out drinking and, and that kind of thing and actually I think when you get more comfortable with each other it's quite nice that Yeah. You can spend time together and socialise around training, you know, and training something we both enjoy. So, so why would we not want to do that? So, it sounds a bit weird, but we'll sometimes get a babysitter, and instead of going out for dinner, we'll go for a run, or we will go to the gym and we'll do like
1: I love that
0: two hours in the gym. We're like, how exciting! Like, maybe I'm just getting a bit old. I don't know, but it, it's a it's a date night for us. Definitely.
1: No, I love that, and it's like a place a space where you're like, I am getting myself stronger and fitter and hotter you're not being parents in that moment
0: are you you're just that's a good point yeah and like we don't always stick together in the gym even if we go on a gym date we might arrive together warm up together then we might separate do our own thing come back together do abs and stretching um so it's also nice to have that sort of relationship where you retain a little bit of your own own person and that was the sort of stuff you did before you were together when you were single Mm. i think that's quite healthy
1: as well yeah absolutely um So we're coming to the end of our chat now. If you could sum up for me um, why you
0: run. I run because I can and that's a privilege in itself. I run because it was there for me when I wasn't there for myself and I run because I worry one day there might be a day when I have to stop and I want to make the most of it
1: whilst I can incredibly inspiring. Thank Katie, you. Katie, thank you so much. After Katie and I caught up, I put her in touch with a man who could really help her go for her own running goals, Nike coach Manny Evola. Let's hear from them now.
0: Hey Manny, uh, I'm Katie and I really want to know how to run my best 5k.
2: Hey Katie, nice to meet you. And what does running your best 5k look like for you? For me, I'd like to improve the time because every time I run, give or take a minute or some seconds, it's the same time no matter what I do. That can sometimes be frustrating. But what I would say to you is that our best needs to be grounded in how we feel on a run, what's important to us for that run. Um, What would you say you run for?
0: um i'd say i run for a, a lot of different reasons it can be really varied depending on the kind of week that i've had and i can always figure out how i'm feeling reflective on what i want from that run so sometimes i'll run for solitude to get away from like a noisy house of kids my partner and no music no headphones just yeah. silence appreciate my surroundings um, other times i'll run for sense of achievement so like goal setting pushing the boundaries, the time. Um, And I do sometimes run with friends. So it can be like a social thing where it's our way to catch up rather than catching up with alcohol or other things that don't kind of serve me. Excellent. I want to pick
2: up on that first type of run that best type of run that you've described where you're running and you're just out there with no headphones and what we say is that's getting you into that flow state it's getting you focused now if we want to perform more if we want to do and go further we can use that flow state and being in that best state of running and understanding where we're going through focus and you know sometimes the time can just disappear does it does it feel like that on a run
0: yeah, it does. I think like most people, the first 1K because it does feel really hard and then you think, oh, my goodness, I've really lost my fitness. And then you're right. As you go past that, you actually lose sense of time. And before you know it, your body's just doing the run and you're actually enjoying other things and it doesn't feel like a chore.
2: And that's some of the best running you will do. And that's an important area, an important type of run that you need to keep consistent. If you keep those types of run consistent, they help you with kind of pushing those boundaries. Because we do know that getting through a run, using something called grit and pushing through, that requires you to be focused. It needs you to be in this flow state and enjoying and embracing everything around you. You know, you talked about just being in solitude and that's super important. And we know that can really help with getting that faster time.
0: Okay, that's really helpful. Thank you. Is there anything else I could do that isn't directly involved with my running that would still benefit the speed that I run at? So maybe is there anything I could be doing at home or in the gym that would help me to get a little bit faster?
2: Katie, it's like you know me so well. (laughs) Of course there is. Have you have you ever done any sorts of weight training?
0: Yeah, I weight train uh, three times a week. I've, I'd say it's up there with how much I enjoy running. I like the combination, but I have to be really careful about being strict with my stretching because I get quite tight calves if I don't stretch properly. So I use a foam roller. That's what helps me sort of get more of a consistent stretch.
2: Amazing. And one thing we can do along with that is do some calf raises. So using some weight and actually lifting our heels. So you can either hold on to the weights in your hands or you can use um, like a leg press or or some sort of Olympic bar or weights um, on your shoulders and you can lift your heels and that will allow you to strengthen those calf muscles. When we run, our legs can sometimes have to um, balance and control one to two times our body weight. So we need our legs to be really strong. So Doing some heel raises are one of the key things I use to help people actually get faster. Um, we also can do things like step ups, really heavy step ups, using weights again. Um, things like a, a, a glute hip thrust with a heavy weight um, and things on our single leg, so lunges, lunge walks. Have you ever done any of those?
0: Yeah, but, you know, I haven't done calf raises, but I've done a lot of lunging and
2: and lower body stuff. But I'm definitely going to add the calf raises to my routine now you've said that. Brilliant. And start off nice and gently. Try not to be too quick with how much you use and how many repetitions, because if your calf muscles are already tight, you don't want to go too quickly too soon.
0: Okay, I'll definitely bear that in mind. Thank you so much for all the advice. Um, It's really helpful and it's kind of given me something to think about and some new things to add into my routine. So I'm quite looking forward to the next run to see if it really makes a difference.
2: Amazing. I hope that's everything you need to run your best 5K um, and hopefully see you again.
1: That is all from me for today's episode of the Women's Health Podcast, Going for Goal. If you enjoyed the episode, remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. We'll be back next week.
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods,